0: Passionate, driven, enthusiastic, euphoric. This is who we are as entrepreneurs, but how we leverage these incredible attributes to dream and build businesses that scale and grow is what this podcast is all about. Hello, I'm attorneypreneur Josh Brown, and welcome to Franchise Euphoria. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Franchise Euphoria, the podcast where we are focused on providing strategy, education, and consulting to the incredible and growing franchise community. Welcome everyone, Josh Brown here. Hope everyone is doing Mm fan-freaking-tastic. A lot of times people will look at opportunities in franchising and there'll be something will come up where usually they know the person who started the franchise. And so the franchisors are getting going. They're reaching out to people they know, people who they think would be good franchisees or good early franchisees for their system. And that's great. I mean, that's how things work. You're going to Go to the people who you know and trust and and think might add value to your system. But let's flip it the other way around. Let's look at it from the prospective franchisee who is going to buy this system. What you have to remember is when you're buying a franchise and you're paying that upfront franchise fee that you're never going to get back and you're paying that continuing royalty and oftentimes you're paying a training fee and an advertising fee, and you're paying for the build out of a location and a store. Traditionally, you're doing that because the brand's already in place, because the franchise has already been established. So the idea is, as opposed to you going and figuring out yourself and making all the mistakes that entrepreneurs make, you're going to go and follow somebody else's proven brand and proven model. Well, every business, every franchise has to start from square one. So what do you do about those franchises that are brand new? Well, there's really a lot to unpack in all of that, more so than I can cover in this one tip, but I think this will help to get you started. Here are five things to think about if you are one of those people that's considering a young or newer franchise. First, you need to identify clearly and deep dive into the corporate team. Who are these people? Who are the people who are running the franchise? What are their roles? And what are the checks and balances that they've implemented thus far in the business? I am amazed at the number of new franchise systems where it's two or three people They've now turned it into a franchise. They've gone through the legal work, paperwork, registrations, all that kind of stuff. But that's all they've done. And now you've got three people wearing a lot of different hats. To me, that's a red flag. You got to be careful about that because you got to understand who it is that's running the franchise and what they bring to the table and what roles they're filling. Number two, infrastructure. In addition to a corporate team, what is the infrastructure of the franchise? In other words, if you as the franchisee are buying the business, who do you turn to when you have a problem? And is it the one or two people running the the franchise, because I assure you, they're going to have a lot of other things on their plate. Do they have the infrastructure in place to not only handle the selling of the new franchise systems, but the service that goes along with that, the training that goes along with that? What kind of training are you getting? You got to understand when you're being asked to pay an upfront franchise fee, that's money you're never going to get back. And in theory, that's money you're paying for something that's already been established for a brand, for the training for the model, for the use of somebody else's mark. Well, if you're dealing with a young or newer franchise, you really got to think about that because what do they actually have? I mean, what do they actually have? Number three, what are you buying? In other words, what are you actually getting in exchange for this franchise. I find with a lot of people who are looking at younger, newer franchises, they fall in love with maybe the product or the service, but that's very different from it being a good franchise investment. You can have the best product or service in the world, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a great franchise franchise. There's a difference between having a great product, a great service, a great business and a great franchise. Different things go into that. So you have to be really, really cognizant of what you're buying and not just pay attention to the fact that, wow, these people have created a new way to do X, Y, and Z. Well, that's wonderful. But How are you going to be able to implement that as the franchisee? That's understanding the underlying business model. That's understanding what you're actually buying and how, once you buy this system, how you're going to be able to make money. Because you can have the coolest ideas and the coolest products and services in the world. But if you can't effectively turn it into a franchise and effectively make it repeatable, it's worthless to a franchisee. Number four. Is it proprietary? Does the franchisor have some sort of proprietary intellectual property that relates to their business. In other words, if they've come up with a new way of doing something, is that something that they have protected possibly through a patent or through a trademark or through something where they now have some ownership interest in it? I think that's really important to consider, especially when you're buying a newer uh, franchise, because a lot of newer franchises kind of come up with new and different ways of doing things. But if it's not proprietary, some of the older and more established franchises in that same space can just start doing the same thing. And then they've effectively just stampeded you out of it. So if there's nothing proprietary about what you're getting into, I would think long and hard about it. And finally, and this may sound odd, but could you do it better yourself? I mean, you know, as I touched upon, when you're buying a franchise, you're doing it so that you are not gonna make the mistakes that a lot of entrepreneurs make or hopefully you're gonna sidestep some of those. When you're buying a newer franchise, what you have to understand is that the people who are running this franchise are usually new to the business themselves. Yeah, maybe they've run it for a few years, but they've never run multiple locations and they've never run it on a large scale. And so that is a very, very different proposition than running one location. So always be asking yourself, could you do it better yourself? Because if you think to yourself that you can, or it's a close bet, you may want to consider whether or not at this particular time, it's worthwhile to invest the upfront franchise fee to continually pay that royalty that you're going to pay sometimes weekly, but at least monthly to the franchise. Because at some point in time, you're going to ask yourself, what am I getting in exchange for this? And if you can't pinpoint tangible, practical, and valuable things that you're getting from the franchisor in exchange, not only for your fee, but for your continuing royalty percentage, you're going to get frustrated and it's going to end up bad. Buying a resale franchise. You know, the franchise world is an interesting, fun, and oftentimes confusing world. There are many ways to purchase, own, and run a franchise. One popular way to get into franchise ownership is to buy another franchisee's business. This is called a resell. The franchise is currently owned by a franchisee owner-operator, that for whatever reason wishes to sell before the end of his or her franchise agreement. These types of opportunities are quite prevalent. But in the haste of finding and owning a business, many franchise buyers neglect to look deep enough when considering a resale. Rather, all the attention is paid to price 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 much is made of the price this is understandable as nobody wants to overpay for something and they want to make sure that they're getting good value but too often price and it's various economic components become the beginning middle and end of any discussion on the value of a business and this is a huge mistake Take, for example, this real-world illustration below. You have found what you consider to be your quote-unquote dream franchise. It is a resale. You've had many discussions with the current owner, and now you are just trying to figure out price. Last year, the business generated 200000 in gross profit. The cost of goods sold equaled $50,000. That means the business's gross income before expenses is $150,000. Its expenses, i.e. utilities, payroll, taxes, insurance, and advertising, let's say total $60,000 plus some flexible personal expenses of the current owner, including travel, car, etc., that add another $20,000 in expense. In total, the business's expenses equal $80,000, leaving a net income of $70,000. That's the $150,000 minus the $80,000. Most people at this juncture figure a multiplier of that net income number to come up with a fair price. And while this may be good for the seller, buyers really need to dig a little deeper. But how do you dig deeper? I've sort of created 14 questions that provide 14 ways for you to dig deeper before you buy your resale franchise. So here we go. Question number one that you should be thinking about and asking, what amount, if any, does the business owe to creditors? That means what what amount does the person who's trying to sell the business owe to creditors? Number two, are the creditors secured or unsecured? creditors. Number three, what are the business's other liabilities? Number four, will you remain in the same location or are you going to have to look at getting a new lease if it's a brick and mortar type resale? Number five, how much time is left on the lease? Number six, are you assuming the lease from the prior owner or signing a new lease? Number seven, what is the surrounding 10 mile radius around the business like? Number eight, do you know the area? Number nine, are the employees of the business staying or leaving? Are you bringing in your own people? Are you going to work with the seller's employees? You really need to think about that ahead of time. And number 10, do you want the employees to stay or leave? Number 11, how do you get rid of problem employees and not inherit inherit bad practices and problems? Number 12, how much is the franchisor requiring in a transfer fee? In every kind of resale, when it's the ownership is transferring from one owner to another, there is a predisclosed transfer fee. And so you're going to want to know what percentage of that you're going to owe. And it, it certainly is negotiable in most instances. Number 13, is the seller willing to split or cover the transfer fee? That kind of speaks to what I just mentioned about. Negotiating on that fee. And finally, number 14, what are the other franchisor requirements that will be placed on you? You know, so often, as with most things, people fall in love with the business, they just want to get going, they get excited, and they don't stop to think about these sorts of additional but very, very relevant issues and questions. And while this list is not exhaustive, going through the exercise of asking these questions will uncover many important aspects of the business that you think you want to buy. Buying a business is not an exact science, but there is no such thing as doing too much due diligence. Buyers should always be aware and be cautious before buying a resell franchise, despite the attractiveness of the price. Hopefully this was helpful for you today. If you are in the market for a franchise, I would highly encourage you to check out my free ebook, which is what to know before you buy a franchise. You can head over to my website at Indy, that's I-N-D-Y, FranchiseLaw.com, and download it there for free, and um, let me know what you think. If you're enjoying this podcast, if you're enjoying the value that you're getting from this podcast, I'd also invite you to go to iTunes and uh, provide me with a rating and review. It always helps uh, for visibility on the podcast. So thank you so much for your support, and uh, hope this episode was helpful to you. Thanks for being with us today on the Franchise Euphoria podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to go to iTunes and provide a review. Also, please remember that although Josh Brown is a licensed and practicing attorney, Nothing contained in this podcast should be construed as legal advice, because it is not. The information contained in this podcast is general and educational in nature, and none of it should be relied upon as legal advice. That being said, if you have questions for Josh and would like to contact him, please email him at josh at franchiseeuphoria.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you tune in to our next weekly episode.